Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining for another episode of our podcast. I am excited to have two lovely guests with us tonight or today, wherever you're joining from. I'm here with Arafat, um, Microsoft AI MVP, and I'm excited to be talking to two of our Microsoft student ambassadors today. Um, I'm going to start with you, Isha. Introduce yourself and tell us how did you land in AI, and then we'll go back, get, go to Precious. Hey, Somi. Hey, Arafat. Um, hope you guys are doing good. Um, okay, so uh, this is Isha Hassan joining from Pakistan. And um, a brief introduction about myself that I'm a fourth year electrical engineering student at National University of Science and Technology, Pakistan. So, okay, so uh, how did I land in AI? That is an interesting question, though. But um, my AI journey started back um, in 2019, I guess. And um, it was just like my normal summer time. I was just enjoying and everything. That's when one of my friends suggested me, okay, Isha, you should start learning Python because that is like the new language and everything. I was like, ah, okay, fine. So before that, I was that kind of a person who thought coding is not for me. I don't know why did I think that, but that is something that I thought before. But um, I just uh, I was more into electronics and that side. But um, I had my first programming courses. Um, we kind of studied C++, but I just got through it somehow. And but when in summer. 2019, I started uh, learning Python. I was like, okay, this is something interesting and it's way easier than uh, what I studied before, that was C++. So I, I started learning it and by the end of the course, I thought, okay, I'm good with Python now. Okay, I, I've done it. <laughs> but uh, then um, jumping to 2020 when this all this COVID situation happened and everything was closed down there was no university we only had some online classes which actually no one was interested in but yeah we had to so um that's when the same friend came up to me and said uh, okay uh, there's this uh, course i saw uh, on udemy it is of angela u it is a boot camp of data science so i had i heard very good reviews about it so let's do it that together i was like very jobless, I had nothing better to do in life. So I was like, okay, let's do it. By the time I did not have any idea, okay, what it is and how it works and everything. But that was actually the time when we thought, okay, you know what, we need to work on our skills rather than just, you know, doing good in our coursework because that is something that we need in today's era. So um, that's when I started looking into AI. I started searching about it, like the applications and projects that are being done around. And that is something that kind of excited me. Okay, you know, I should give it a try. So I started learning. I did that course. It went very well. Um, that's when I kind of got into AI. And I was like, okay, let's learn about it. I started learning. I did multiple courses. I, uh, I did one of the course on, um, it was a specialization actually by Andrew NG. I did that. 
um, and it was fun. Uh, meanwhile, I was also doing mini projects, like just to you know test myself how things work. Um, I did like very like you know fun projects, kind of just to test my own thing and to see how things work. So that's how it kind of started, and from then there's no going back because. Um, from that uh, learning phase, then I got into like some practical projects I did with one of my senior, and then to now doing my FYP in AI and probably proceeding my masters in the same field. So, yeah, that was That's my very AI interesting. Journey. What a what a nice friend that you've got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pushed you through AI. Yeah, who saw, who saw your true. talent? That's very interesting. <laughs> so one yeah. thing, one How thing about you? Is, one thing which which amazed me about about your thoughts is is the skills side of it. So you really wanted to get into the skills part along with your coursework, yeah. um, which is which has seen that not everybody who's who's studying at this young age are are more focused on. So this is really cool, and I think. This is the way to go these days. That you should have those skill sets or skills um, to to move forward with your coursework. So really cool. Um, and sorry, it's over to you, Precious, for your uh, intro and uh, your interest in AI. Hi everyone. My name is Precious. I'm from Nigeria. I just recently graduated my degree in computer science. That's a brief intro. How did I land in AI? I think I start again my interest in AI from movies. Uh, there was this particular movie, I think it was IT, where there was a whole bunch of automation and the rest of them. And it really got me interested in how we could build and what AI was about. And then in 2020, I started, that was when I applied to be Microsoft Learn Student Ambassador. And on getting it, I think it was basically joining Microsoft, uh, joining as a Microsoft Incident Ambassador that pushed my interest in AI because there was a lot of resources available and I met a lot of people who were already in AI who gave me, um, they gave me resources to learn, they gave me um, projects to work on. And also I think my lecturer also was another person who pushed me to learn AI because he told me about the possibilities and uh, it was a, it was an emerging field and well where i'm from is an emerging field and what i could do to like push and build and help other people around here so using that i um i bought some courses on udemy to start learning i started learning python also along the way and i think from there i just just started building up and currently not Currently, I started writing some courses and some technical things on AI now. And um, some AI projects I've done. I did something on text analytics. I built a sentiment analysis system using Python. I also worked on speech to sentiment analysis system. And some other few like smaller things using actual AI also. Uh, so it's been 
the gradual process, but it's moving there. Nice one. Uh, you talked about uh, how you uh, get into AI, and also you mentioned that there's extensive documentation that, and a lot of resources that you could like read through and understand, get up to speed. That is very interesting. Can you tell us a little bit, I guess you already touched base on that one, on the technical side of the project. So in terms of technical skill set, was it all Python or you needed to learn other um, technical or language, programming language to be able to set things up? I learned Python starting first. So that's the key one to yeah, start with. Yeah, that's what it said. If you have to learn Python before you start AI or data science, so I had to learn Python. Or I also started a community using JavaScript to do AI. Oh, projects. okay. Yes. So I I tried to like branch into something new. Okay. Since mm, everybody was saying Python, and I said, okay, let's try something else and see if it's going to work out also. Nice one. Nice. So if I, if anybody wants to get into the AI field, so I guess one of the key skill set is Python. Is there anything that individual needs to learn or know about if they want to jump into the AI land? That's a question for both of you, Isha and Precious. Okay. Uh, I think Python is the first. Is the first? Yeah, based on the simplicity of the language and working oh, with okay. So if a person doesn't have a programming language, Python is easy to learn. Yes. Um, nice. According to me, I think um, Python is the most important thing. Python or actually now people are even going towards R. So any one of these two languages is a must for getting into AI. And I think the other thing is um, your statistics and probability because mostly AI and all the machine learning things, they work on probability. So if you have good concept of probability and statistics, I think it makes things very easy for you to even understand how things are working and how the algorithms are working and everything. So I think these are the two basic things that you need to have an idea about. Yeah, absolutely. I think statistics and probability makes a lot of sense um, so you cannot escape maths from it as well um, and um, whoever is good at maths is can be very good at, at at these things moving towards the project part so uh we remember that we had a discussion in the past with both of you and you shared your your ambitions or, or, the, or the ambitious projects which you were working on. So would you like to tell us a bit more about it, Isha and Precious? So you can start, we can start with Isha. You can tell us um, what was your project about and um, technical aspect of that as well, please. Okay, so the first project that I did, it was actually part of my coursework as well, the course which I was doing. So it was more like um, uh, it was just like a prediction of housing prices. That was like the most basic thing I ever did. And it was something it was the first thing. So I remember it. So uh, it was just like we had to apply a normal linear regression to find out things. That was like the first project. Then um, I was just sitting and there was this um, I opened my email and it was 
full of spam emails i was like shit and that that is like one of the very basic projects and like i think everyone that gets into ai do this project as just a test thing so i did that i was like okay let me try that too so i kind of took help from internet and here and there and i did that thing and i, I kind of applied it and it did not work perfectly obviously but it did kind of work so that was like then uh, there was this thing that i had malaria attack so i was like okay and then i was kind of sick and everything but after i recovered i was like okay maybe we can get into this side as well that biomedical side and i did a project that detected malaria so it was basically uh, using convolutional neural networks uh, it was a project which detected malaria from blood cells so that was one of the first uh, biomedical related project i did it was just on my own it was nothing like i did not do it for any one i just did it for fun so that was one of the project that detected if the blood cell is healthy or infected then um the first practical project that i did it was with one of my seniors who was already working uh, as a freelancer and he had he was working with one of the companies and i kind of approached him that i am into he was also like working in this field of ai so i kind of approached him i was like okay i'm learning these days and i want to get more into the practical side when he was doing a project with a company that uh, with a construction company where they had to um see that if all the workers at the construction site are in proper safety gear or not so that was one of the project it was like um uh we used yolo v5 for that and it was a pure application of computer vision so that is what we did and now that um like then we had to decide for our final year project so i right away knew that i was going to do it in this field so next i had to decide okay what particularly in this field so uh, that's when we thought um that we going to go into biomedical because first thing it uh, that is something that has a uh, scope and it is fun doing as well so right now we are working on osteoarthritis like we are grading osteoarthritis um through x-ray images and we are applying different uh, neural network techniques and just you know looking around for now we are just looking around which technique suits our model the best so yeah for now these are the small projects i did i think they were not small um you wish like i i, I wish i was that much full of ai at my at my time um moving towards um, sketches and then we will come to the and more part of challenges but let let's hear from precious precious um what was the most interesting project you did on ai okay uh, first personal project i started with was my speech to sign language and sentiment analysis system where okay i started with python 
and try against and train the system to work as well and also the speech part. Well, it's kind of got challenging at some point because this was my first project and I like tried to dive in head first to bigger parts. So I thankfully I got introduced to Axio and I moved to JavaScript. So using that, I built the system using React, um, Agio AI API services. I used um, AWS Amplify and I think I used Node.js also for my backend to store my videos. And well, it was, it was fun because I had to learn new things and had to apply new things to make it work. I think the first practical project I did was it was also through a friend. I he was working at an e-commerce company and they needed something like a customer segmentation system where uh, they they wanted to know which customers like which their target audience and which people they would push certain products to. So I worked with him and we built it using RFM analysis and K-means clustering. And it was kind of very insightful because I had to use my web experience working with AI to convert it into a web platform. So where users could just upload a .csv file and then it will classify the users based on the criteria that they selected. So I think that was one of my first practical systems using AI and it was very, very cool. Yes, it was. Um, sentiment analysis is very close to my heart. So what I have um, during my days of learning, I created one of the libraries, which is still being uh, used. So and, and it detects the sentiment of, of, of the sentence, any, anything you throw at it. Um, but yes, coming towards the um, osteoarthritis part, uh, Isha, what was the biggest challenge you faced in your project, specifically in this one? And um, did you overcome that or you are still, because I, I remember you just said that we are still figuring out what is the best technique to apply um, neural network and how how can we achieve that? So is it is it the most challenging part of it or is there anything else? Um, that is more like the fun part. <laughs> more than challenging because that's like when we we're experimenting with different things around like we apply a model and then we see okay what are the results and then we compare it with the other one so that is like kind of the fun part the challenge which we found uh, we came across uh, it was uh, because we are working with more data now as compared to the projects i did before so Due to that, it increased the uh, computational complexity of the model. So for that, we actually require uh, like proper GPUs and all. But um, currently, I did not have a G personal GPU at home. Obviously, in university we have, but if we have to work in home, so I did not have a person a personal GPU. That's when we, you know, that kind of uh, acts as a hindrance in the project because obviously delayed training times and everything so that was one of the challenge we faced um, and um, we kind of over 
overcame that challenge because we switched to the online platforms that were available for the training and everything. Uh, one of them is Google Collab, obviously. Then there is Kaggle and all of that. So that that kind of really helped us through that part where GPU was not needed in a, in a sense that we kind of got a subscription of it and we started working on that. So that kind of resolved the problem. But um, another thing that uh, lately I've come across is collecting data. That is kind of like, obviously, we get data for the normal things. We like there are a lot of data sets on Kegel and other websites. But when it comes to some specific um, applications and some specific projects, collection of data is kind of the hard part, I think, at least for me. Yeah. I wish I was a student now. I guess there's a lot of exciting things that you get to do and there is no like project commitments or deadlines that you have to meet and you have to make things work. So you are free to try out and learn. And I guess that is super exciting. I guess I miss a lot. <laughs> I need to go back to the university where I don't have any commitments so I can do these things. That is interesting. That is very exciting. Um, on that note, how do you... Do you get enough, like, because to me, both uh, you mentioned Insha and Precious that you're learning through your project. So you are facing new things and you have to learn new skills. You have to try it out to see how it works. It's like a trial and error. How do you keep yourself motivated? Do you get enough mentoring? Uh, how do you move forward to your goals? And if there's any difficulties, how do you tackle those difficulties? I'm just excited to see how you guys keep motivated and how do you do these things <laughs> the way that you two do? Oh, we can start with Aisha and then we go with two precious. Okay, there come points when I'm just like exhausted. I'm like, okay, this is not working. I cannot do this anymore. Like there definitely come those times. But um, something that keeps me motivated, like when I go through that part, I just open LinkedIn. That, that <laughs> motivates me the most. <laughs> <laughs> because I open LinkedIn and I see all of these people working into different projects, different things, different ventures. And I see people building like actually, you know, solutions for the problems we are facing in our daily lives, which are not, we don't consider them problems until we see the solution. And we're like, okay, yeah, that was a problem. So um, that is something when when people around are working on these practical problems and they find solution to it and then you just like okay i want to do that as well so that is something that keeps me going at least and definitely linkedin gives me a lot of motivation because i see people working around doing things and i'm like okay yeah me too <laughs> so <laughs> that is one of the thing and plus we have uh, for our this project which I'm doing right now. We do have deadlines and everything, so that is one another thing that keeps me motivated. That I have Pressure. to complete this part. <laughs> yeah, I have to complete this part. But other than that, it is just um, experimentation. Like I just experiment with things. I start doing a project. In between, I just leave it because I'm not motivated then at some point i see something i'm like okay i need to get back to that then i come back to the project and then i do it so it's like it's like 
both ways. Nice. No, it's so exciting. How about yourself, Precious? How do you keep yourself motivated? Uh, I think uh, I, um, I think it's just looking at how uh, other people's projects basically and what the impact it would have on people's lives, as she said. So uh, that's one exactly. of the reasons. And I think there was a time, uh, particular when I was building that system, a lecturer took me to the School of Deaf to talk about my project there. And the reception I got was really amazing because it said it was something that was that they were particular about. So it was one of the things that kept me going, even when I, like my system crashed when I was actually building the project at some point, because I did not have like the GPU to carry it. But I still kept uh, getting motivated to continue because of little things like that, people liking it and people just encouraging you to keep moving on. And there's not enough mentoring, should I put it, in terms of technicality. I get a lot of theoretical mentoring, but in terms of what I should do and how I should go about it, because sometimes you're going to train a model for like two, three days, and a little error is like going to just break everything out and you're looking for where it's coming from. But most people don't really like understand what is happening in the code, they just understand that, okay, you should do this, if you do that, it should happen. So that's kind of like an imbalance in that part because you also know the theoretical part is just like a more focused on that practical part and there's no enough mentoring in that aspect because in my country, it's not a popular um, part to follow. AI is not really popular here. So it's kind of also like an issue in my journey, but like the the impact it will have on people's lives, it's basically the um, commitment and the motivation that I have to keep going. Oh, this is this is the the there are there are too too many things. So one of them is you you said that there is a there is an improvement required from mentoring side. Um, there's not enough mentoring. Um, AI is obviously AI is not not common everywhere. This is this is true. It's not just your your region specifically, precious. It's it's I think it's in the most of the parts of the world. But coming to one of the questions, that are there enough opportunities specifically um, for the girls like you in in your region? Or um, if we if we if we take everybody within within that umbrella, like not just girls, even for everybody else, do we have the opportunities for everyone in in your in a, in the field of AI, whatever it is, uh, like however narrow it is, uh, do you see opportunities? Or if there are not, then generally speaking, in the software development industry, is there enough? Um, talent over there, or is there enough work over there? Uh, I, I'm kind of, I think it's just recently people started putting like focus on things like that because I think the past year there have been a lot of events regarding that data science mostly focused. 
and I think there will be more women uh, focused programs to teach women into getting into data science and getting into AI, maybe too. And um, sorry, what was that last question? I so my last question was, um, do you think that is, is there a, is there a pro still a problem over here, over there in your region in Nigeria or, or in the broader African region that there are people who have got the skills, but they do not have jobs or there are jobs, but they don't, they don't have more people. Okay. Um, yeah. The, the unemployment rate is kind of high a bit here. So most people look outside the country to get jobs, applying for remote roles and looking for how to because there's no there are no more jobs here in terms of tech and so especially for AI, if you're branching into AI, you're definitely having to you have to look outside the country to get something. So internships, there's none, AI engineering, there's none. So that's also an issue. So even if you learn it and you want to further Getting the job to also do practical work is an issue. Okay, so and you also mentioned about Anisha also mentioned about this that you you were not having the GPU access because Isha said that it was there in her university, and I think it was the case similar to you as well, Precious, that you did not have it because of the cost, of course, involved in it. Um, because of the hardware capacity of it and and others but what if um if we if we get you the access to get if we as in people from the community can get you the access to the cloud services like azure and we can give you the um the credits for azure uh to to train your model on it uh, will 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 it help um so if you can just give me an answer in yes or no, both of you, that would be great. Definitely yes. All right. <laughs> okay. So this is this is something we we really wanted to know, um, and because this the the reason for this podcast is to is to bring your experiences to the global uh, scale and and to learn about what is the problem which you are facing constantly and how you are overcoming that and of course what what brilliant work you guys are doing so now since we are at the end of our our, our, our episode we will include two of the or three of the questions around microsoft ambassador program so now first we would like to know isha from you that how did you become an ambassador Okay, so um, I was just, uh, as usual, going through the LinkedIn profiles. So um, uh, uh, Microsoft Learn Student Ambassador program wasn't very famous in um, at least Pakistan till like 2018. It, it kind of got famous after that. There were ambassadors, definitely, but it wasn't this um, easy to get in there, I guess. So the thing is, um, I was going through one of my uh, friend's profile who got into this um, Microsoft Learn Student Ambassador program. And um, I contacted her and I was talking to her about it that 
what's the procedure and everything because i was really interested in it i really wanted to get in there i applied the first time i did not get in there due to obviously some technical faults in my application so then i applied the second time and that is when i got in uh, it is not very um, difficult thing it's just it all depends on your application uh, how you put yourself out there and uh, it's basically it's not even that you need to have like proper technical skills or you should be very good at something to be in this program it is just your uh, thought process and it's just how you are going to take things to the community and to how are you going to benefit the community that is all what is needed and asked for so if i uh, and back when i applied for uh, this um, this program i wasn't even very technically sound i was just like in the learning phase and still trying new things and all of that so it's not that you need like perfect skills for it uh if you are enthusiastic if you want if you are ready to learn and if you are ready to serve you can get in there and it is basically that um you just fill out a, a kind of a form that has a few questions about you about your work and what is your vision what is your goal and um the other thing is it like you have to make a video of yourself Uh, explaining few of the things, and that's it. मतलब it's not very difficult thing to get in there. It's just how you put yourself out there. That's it. One question on that one. Um, it's not something that it's out there. How did you hear about the ambassador program? Is it something that you found out through community or you? I did. Um, one of my friend was in this program, and she told me about it. that there's this community we are trying to build we are trying to include more people into it and anyone who's interested in obviously the technical part and everything everyone can first of all i thought that not everyone can get in there there are proper criteria and everything for it but then later when i kind of talked to her about it and i got to know that it's not it's just like if you're interested you can be a part of it so i kind of got to know through an mls say that about this program and she told me about it and it was very helpful for me at least that that's very oh, interesting to hear because before ahead. before we get into this process one one more question to each that so do you do you think that till now it has it has added value to your to your upbringing in 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 your um in your career definitely yes okay. i feel uh, um uh, being part of this program has kind of given me a voice that is heard and appreciated because uh, any problem i have i can just go up to someone in that community and like everyone is so helpful that they're always ready to help they're always ready to put in the effort in solving the problem or you know listening what i really i'm facing or any challenge that i'm going through so it's really helpful in that way that's very interesting that you said that you're getting a lot of support from that program so it's it's 
good that there's there's a so there is such program exists and there is and that program is actually adding values. I'm gonna ask the same question to, uh, from Precious. How did you hear about this program? How did you become one? I heard about it from a friend. I had asked him for help from for one of my projects and he referred me to like joining the community because he had also gotten help for his AI projects from there. So I also applied and I got in. So uh, it's been like, it was a very like helpful, the helpful community when I was part of it, I just graduated from the Microsoft community. And also it saved my final year projects but you see, getting the actual credits I did during the program has really helped me to like get into AI in full and also work on more projects. That's very interesting. The 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 emphasis on the community and the value that we get through the community, and I guess as Arafat mentioned earlier, as part of communities, we are trying to help each other out. So it's good to hear that you get to these opportunities through the community or friends and i guess that's what matters and the other point that earlier you mentioned precious on the impact that ai has on everybody's life so at the end i guess you're trying to make everybody's life better or improve our lives and i guess if you can use ai and ml in that regards i guess that's the whole point of the technology um that is awesome uh in the course of the time um I'm gonna wrap up the session, but if there is any final things that you two want to mention, uh, floor is yours. Okay, uh, I would first of all like to thank you guys for inviting us here and giving us this platform to talk about ourselves and put ourselves out there for others to see it. And it was a kind of it was a great experience and. I really enjoyed being with you guys. So thank you guys for inviting us in this. Likewise, thank you. No problem. Precious. I was, I'm also excited to be here and I'd love to thank like, for the opportunity. I don't think I've ever been on something this big before and like so it's really exciting and I'm so grateful for this opportunity to talk about AI and issues around it where from yeah and we that so too in the, in, the, in the early morning that too in the early oh. morning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for staying up late <laughs> uh no we were super excited that you two accepted our invitation uh we were so honored to have you on board and i'm excited to see the new generation what they have to offer that is super exciting um and on that note i guess that is a wrap in for our session tonight thanks again for joining and um, this is the wrap for this episode thanks everybody for watching and listening uh, you know how to reach us so feel free to reach us if you have anything interesting to talk about or discuss we'll love to have you as our guest thanks again have a good one thank you okay.